In this week's episode of Tea with Steve, I have an award-winning entrepreneur and finalist from BBC's Apprentice. You've got to get into this. It is full of knowledge. I mean, just crammed, packed, bursting at the seams. Check it out. Welcome to the Tea with Steve podcast with me, your host, Stephen Thompson. This is the show dedicated to helping you find your heart brand, your purposeful and profitable personal brand. I believe that everyone has a heart brand. It's their authentic self to drive growth in themselves and those around them, which has a positive impact in our world. We are in a who era. The who is being unapologetically you, and that is your heart brand. So join me in impacting one billion lives. Now let's get into the show. Welcome everyone to the Tea with Steve podcast. This week, I have an award-winning entrepreneur, BBC Apprentice final, investor, author, keynote speaker, and radio presenter and owner of the Lead Gen Group. I have with me, Mr. Richard Woods. Richard, how are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm delighted to be here. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I've been, I have literally been stalking you on social media for many, many months and years now. And um, actually, I think your episode of The Apprentice is probably one of the only series that I actually watched. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I apologize in advance. Mate, no, not at all. You're absolutely the most handsome man on there. <laughs> that wasn't what I was going for. I was, I was hoping to be <laughs> but it didn't quite happen. <laughs> well, you, but you got through to the final. Yes, yeah. So, so the, the the interview stages, the the, the final five was a um, was, was where we ended up, and uh, crikey, that's uh, um, a tough place to be. I'll tell you that. So, to, let, let's just set the scene for everyone because they're going to want to know, and then we can get down to business. What was it like being on The Apprentice? Joyce, you know it's, it's really strange. So, you kind of, you know, I remember my wife sort of. Uh, um, sitting down and watching TV one morning and uh, one evening, and 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 I heard this kind of music, which was and I walked through. Oh, is that Apprentice on again? They're such a bunch of arrogant watching McCallists. I could do so much better than them. And my wife goes, "Well, go on then. If you think you're so, you know, clever, why don't you go and apply?" And I was like, "Right then, I find I will do." As as an arrogant watch McCallist. I put this application in and uh, never in a million years did I think I'd get in. 80,000 people each year apply to go on to The Apprentice. And I get this um, interview request and I thought, oh, great, I'm through to an interview. So I think that, uh, you know, they're whittling it down from, say, 100 people into the 18 people that get on. Anyway, I walk around a corner and all dressed up in a suit and tie and like a handkerchief and socks that match my hanky. And I think, oh, yeah, I've, I've got this. Um, and I literally turn the corner and it's like the episode on X Factor where they've got these huge queues of people all with their hair up and done the rest of it. But the problem wow. is this queue just looked like everybody looked like me with the same sort of hanky and tie combo. And there you are. Oh, the interview stages and you just think oh what am I doing but you do three weekends of interviews you go through this you have to build flat pack furniture under camera you have to pitch you have to try and sell a uh, broken cd to someone it was like a weird and wonderful kind of um, interview stages to get onto the show but again I never thought I'd get into it and you then get this phone call and it says um we'd actually like you to be on The Apprentice. You think, oh my God, this is awesome. And they said, but we're going to come and pick you up in two weeks time. And I had a bit, you know, a proper business. I had a six staff, you know, my brother and I were running the business. I literally just had to tell them, I'm sorry, I'm going for an eye operation in America for three months. Uh, <laughs> couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> so everybody thinks that I'm off to have some sort of weird 
like eye operation in America and uh, off I go. <laughs> um, and this car, a blacked out Mercedes comes and picks you up and takes you um, on the Saturday um, to go off to do the house and do the whole bridges thing. On the Thursday before the Saturday, my wife comes in with a clear brew pregnancy test going, wow. I'm pregnant. And I'm like, ah, I'm gone for three months. Like, she's like, <laughs> you, you better get fired in the first few weeks. Cause I can't do this alone. We'd, we had a, we had a one-year-old at this time as well as our second child, Poppy. Uh, and I was like, okay. And what you don't realise, you don't get any days off. So you're there for three months, back to back, staying in a house. The cameras burst in in the mornings to film you, and they will carry on filming you throughout the whole day. And then when you're going to sleep, they're still filming you. So it's literally Big Brother, but you're allowed. You know, you go around London doing all these tasks. Um, and you only get one 10 minute phone call home to, um, you know, to, to my wife each week. So one phone call, a 10 week. minutes each week. Yeah. And it's listened to <laughs> by the staff because they don't want any of the secrets of the show getting leaked. So you're being listened in on whilst you talk to your 10 minutes. And of course, my 10 minutes was nine and a half minutes of my wife going, I've got morning sickness. I can't believe you, you've left and rested. And about 30 seconds of me going, it's okay, darling. I'm doing okay on this show. I think, you know, I think it will be all right. And anyway, look, I get all the way through to the end. I, I had some fantastic highlights and, um, one of the best things is, is actually spending so much time with Lord Sugar and Karen Braid and Claude Littner. Um, okay. Of course, Karen, Karen and Claude will follow you around. I mean, you remember Karen Brady was running a football club at the age of 25 as a woman back in one of the macho sort of early 90s time. I mean, she is an amazingly inspirational woman. Um, and you spend all these days with her following you around. And then, of course, Sugar, the whole the boardroom itself is a whole day it takes to film the boardroom episode. Nobody kind of realised that, but that's a whole day of filming, lots of changes. So in and around camera time, when the cameras are off, he's there talking to you, he's kind of saying, well, you did this right, or you did that wrong, or I remember when I was a lad, I was doing this, this and this, and it's like, whoa, it's like you're having a chat with, you know, the Lord. Uh, it's awesome um so you really do start to build a relationship with him and and also with the with the other kind of mentors in there and um i've got to be honest with you i was still to this day um actually it made me laugh i think it was um we we were i was in australia a couple of weekends ago and um my wife heard me tutting on a sunbed as i was reading my book she was like well what's wrong and i said oh no nothing nothing she was like you're still mulling over The Apprentice, aren't you? And she knows, because I literally will sit there just chatting, because there'll be these little things that I said in that boardroom that I think were the difference between me winning and actually um, getting fired um, in those final, um, in that final episode. And uh, I'm still to this day, keeps me awake at night, I'm gutted. And the most gutting thing for me is the guy that did win it, Joseph Valente, was the only person that ever um what whoever kind of broke up with sugar within the first week of them of sort of within the first year of him investing so my investment that i feel that he got um he then didn't you know he he he, he didn't respect that enough and actually he he is no longer a business partner of law sugar and that still to this day makes me gutted because i would love to have done that and yeah. uh, got that investment but hey ho you can't win them all can you it's amazing. It's a it's a cracking story, and thank you for the insights behind the scenes. So, how has that affected business for you going forward? How you know with your brand, personal brand, agencies, and all of this stuff, and then you're an author now. How has that affected it going forward, or how impacted, should I say? Do you, do you, do you know, Steve, the 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 beautiful thing about it, you and I both um, have you know our, our kind of connection is through um, the dense and the, the key person of influence type of 
program. And I imagine a few of your audience um, would be familiar with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of this, 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 um, you know, the, the book Key Person of Influence, if anybody doesn't know, um, is the kind of thing that inspired me to do it. And, and, and I went on that course before The Apprentice and I did, I did all my kind of, I wrote my book and I got more products and stuff in place. So I did this kind of business course. So I got everything ready. So I had my services ready, my book ready, and that became ultimately my business plan to go on The Apprentice. And what it meant is that, um, I was able to then, when I came out, use my book, my profile, my key person of influence kind of positioning and my productized company to be able to make the most of the huge amount of traffic and interest that you get from it. I mean, you just get hundreds of thousands of hits on your website. You get so many loads of followers and people talking to you and lots of opportunity. And I was ready, whereas some of the people that were on that show were wanted to go into the jungle or to go into Big Brother or to be, you know, right. the next kind of celebrity. So they all came out trying to go and become a, a celebrity. And of course, um, when they didn't get picked up, they're now, and I think about now, it's actually, you know, a few years ago now, they're all kind of back to, you know, normal sort of employment, you know, everyday jobs. And they just wasted one of the biggest opportunities of exposure and traffic and influence that they could have been able to harness for their business and ride the wave, which I rode, I totally rode the wave. My business expanded. I was able to then go and um, stand on bigger platforms and be able, my book went to bestseller. I could then publish another book that went to bestseller. Um, I've been able to then become and open up my own sort of a lead generation academy and just all the projects I've ever wanted to do. Um, I've been able to use this because I've had this kind of rocket booster of a um, profile off the back of this show and I just feel sorry for the other guys who went for celebrity didn't yeah. quite make it and now back to ground zero so with that in mind what is your advice for you know building a profile I mean the whole the whole thing around TWST is how to build your personal brand I call it your heart brand it's what's inside you and then how can you give that um authenticity impact and growth to the world what's your advice what you know, coming off the apprentice, having all that experience and having your own businesses and going through the KPI program, what is your advice to the world? I think the most important thing about it, and, and this is why I love you and your audience, is that it's all about authenticity and, and all about actually being honest to yourself and being who you are. Um, and even if that means growing a big beard and running around the place, uh, that is who you are. And that's, you know, that's, I've got a beard on at the moment as well, which I love. So we're, we're beard friends. That's what I've decided. Absolutely. Um, beard brothers. <laughs> beard bros. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, but the, the, the point being is that small business, um, which is my kind of sweet spot, is, is what I am. Um, everybody really engages with people. It's a people business and it's an authenticity business. Even if you're trying to be clever and do too much online and automation, the rest of it, everybody wants to know about the story. Everybody wants to believe in you. Um, and if you are authentic to that and not confused and you know who you are, and also more importantly, who your audience is, and there's a fantastic book called Story Brand. And in Story Brand, it all talks to you about, um, you know, the, the hero. And the thing is, the hero in your story is not you. The hero in your story is your customer. And your customer is the hero. And you're just the guide. You're like the Yoda to Skywalker. You're like the uh, Mr. Miyagi to Karate Kid. Now, Karate Kids is the hero. But Mr. Miyagi guide and there's always someone that can actually help them get to them to give them guidance 
And that guidance that you give your customer is to take them from a position of pain where they are now, like Karate Kid was, he wasn't able to get bullied and stuff, to a position of um, power and success and the new world, which is great, which in Karate Kid's um, world was him being able to kind of stand up to the bullies and to be you know to to defend the honor of um whoever you know was being insulted i think his girlfriend got insulted or something typical kind of story um and this miyagi was able to help him you know through um you know wash on wash on, and the rest of it to get to that stage so the guidance and so you are mr miyagi to your audience you want to get them to this new world to this pastors of greatness and they are currently experiencing pain maybe in your instance and I know that you do some fantastic work in terms of people's messaging and their social media work that they kind of probably have a confused message. They're not sure how to represent themselves online. They don't really know what they're all about. And that's the pain that they're feeling now. And the new world is where they have a really aligned message. It's got deep, meaningful um, grain that the whole organization is behind. And then it's coming out with authentic commentary on Facebook or you know social media that's the that's the great play and because they do that the result of this new world is they get lots more clients and their business grows that's what you want to do that's how you can be authentic and i don't think enough business owners really think about that enough i i totally totally agree with you there um you know the challenge i have is um and it's it's it's, it's surprising that i get this so much as well we we we've done it like this we don't do it like that and i'm like why on earth am i sat in front of you why do you want to have this conversation with me? And I, and we always get, well, if you could just run our Facebook, because that's what we need to do, isn't it? I'm like, no, no, it, it, it stems deeper into your business. Um, and last year, you know, we, we I chatted before we started the podcast. You know, I, I, I partied company with a lot of clients because they didn't understand the meaning of story, message, why it's important. You know, the cliche is people buy from people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got it spot on. So what's your process let's get into that you know let's let's take your scalp off let's do the uh, the Hannibal Lecter stuff what's in there and what can people do what, what you know it's a difficult time right now I'm going to mention the c word it's coronavirus <laughs> let's get it out there yeah. it's done yeah. it's a real difficult time for people right now they're not knowing what they want to do although they just literally haven't got a clue it's like they think they've just lost their business you know photographers freelancers um, you know, anybody who's got a bricks and mortar business, they're all starting to panic. I did a Facebook live last Sunday and it was very much from you need, you still need to remain front of mind and tip of tongue because at the moment everyone is going into panic. But when that dust starts to set, settle, you still need a brand out there. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think it's quite important to kind of, you know, almost timestamp where we are in this because it's such a changing world. I mean, on Monday, um, you know, it's the 20th, 20, as we, I mean, I hope you don't mind me, me saying that as we go for it, because because I just think that the world is changing so much every day that it's important that we sort of timestamp this advice. So it's the 20th of March today and um, on Monday of this week, it's Friday today, um, I was telling people like the inner circle uh, members that I have, my mastermind groups, I just have sort of eight members that meet in a room. We're going to still run those Wednesday, Thursday. And then on Tuesday, it was like the you know lockdown, though we're cancelling everything, having to switch my whole business to virtualize meetings, to virtualize one-to-ones, to shift the whole thing. And, and it's really difficult. You know, we've got clients that have got um, businesses where they might be, um, a great example is an entertainment company that does events business went overnight they don't they all bookings are cancelled i've got a client called party hard travel um great entrepreneurs i started working 
with them three years ago. They're sort of um, 25 and 26 year old guys. So they were 75 grand turnover. They're they're doing three million pound turnover in three years. Huge growth in this company. They do 18 to 30 um, holidays. Now their business is is absolutely castrated. Like to excuse my French. The no. the the issue is is that they do the pre kind of holiday. Um, you know the August you know school holidays. They do the pre this sort of university age that do the holidays beforehand. So it's the May June. Um, so April, May, June is when they send people out to like Ibiza and all the rest of it. It's knackered. Their business is cancelled. Their, their whole world is three months every year. And it's the three worst months. These guys were on track. You know, they got 30 under, um, they got awarded for 30 under 30 within their industry. They were, you know, really, really doing well. And before we do it now, we're, we're looking at all the different challenges with them and it's just so upsetting you see two guys that do so well have come so far and their business is completely um uh, well difficult massive issues so what so the question is what do we do i think the first thing is that we all need to understand that this is a medical issue that we can't see and so we do need to stay safe and i do think the the obviously we do need to kind of follow that medical um, advice and, and, and self-isolate etc i do think that's important now what happens then is that we've got to think about two things one the industry sector is looking for guidance and that it needs to come in the form of thought leadership that you can be putting out there that is relevant commentary at the right time so the more that you can be talking to your audience about how this outbreak affects them and what your advice is to them and how you can help them or how they can help themselves um, is really important people have got time and they're sitting at home they want to see leadership and feel reassured if you reassure them in this journey then they're going to come out the other side and want it to be carry on within your ecosystem carry on working with you so it's really important to start reassuring your, um, your audience and then the next step is to then think about digital products and how you can actually digitize some of the work you do if you're consultancy then surely you can do your consultancy via zoom or something like that skype etc um if you can create a digital online thing i know that you're looking to launch your um, academy which sounds very exciting looking to do that um, and it's those digital products that will really help you know can you actually give um, a five you know a five day kind of step-by-step um, -step course that you can quickly put together for someone um, and you can start to build inquiries coming through that and update and inform your audience what can you do you know business owners out there that digitize your information or digitize your products and services and create an asset for them so that's great if you can do that if you are in a um, travel or tourism if you are in um, a, any kind of um, restaurants hotels anything along those lines you've got to just hunker down you know you've got to make the big calls now um, and you've got to survive um, the government is bringing out some fantastic um, loans incentives um, that they're 80% guaranteeing loans at this moment so the the big thing that I ask my audience so here's the really interesting thing Steve though you can get a loan from the government say say you could get 100 grand 50 grand whatever and 80% of that's going to be guaranteed by the government so it's kind and you don't have to pay interest for six months so this is when you actually is the asset test for is your business scalable because every business should take 100k right now chuck it into some sort of marketing funnel or some sort of something in their business and it should scale right if you are in a business that can still trade if you are in traveling tourism or whatever then that's just survival mode i'm not talking to those businesses but a business that can scale should be able to take 100k literally just grease the cogs 
of the marketing machine and then scale. So if you can't do that and, and you're not taking those loans to be able to then make your business zoom off the back of this, what is it that's actually in the way of your scalability? Is it capacity? Is it lead generation funnel? Is it um, sales conversion? And so it's quite an interesting thing to discuss with yourself when you're thinking about it or your team. Why aren't we, you know, getting a big chunky bit of cheap cash and chucking it into the machine that we've created? Where is our capacity limitations? What have we done that has not allowed us to be able to just take money and because and, money makes money, right? So money in your business should make money. So what is a, what are the limitations that we're already finding in our business? It's an interesting thing to ponder at this time. It really, really is. Um, and I'm saying thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah. because to be honest, I hadn't I I hadn't thought of that. And I certainly haven't gone down that route. Um, I'm I was just looking, OK, right now, what happens if we lose clients? I'm thinking of all the what ifs and and, yeah. and like everyone else is being having that practical, scary head on. I, I've maybe not stepped forward yet into the actually, you know, I've saw those loans coming out and this and the other. It's like, but then I've got the people on TV saying, but who's going to take a loan in this t- in in this time and current age? Because they're not, they haven't got the mindset or the thought that you've just had. But these are experts saying, why would you take a loan? You know, we're never going to be able to pay it back. And I'm like, yeah, because you don't know how to scale a business. Yeah, yeah. The reason why you wouldn't take a loan is your business is scalable and look that is that is only a challenge to um the kind of service sector businesses out there that are still in demand the the kind of online businesses or the consultants or the agencies or that kind of um, economy you gotta remember a lot of our the uk economy is 80 percent service based in terms of gdp so there a lot of our economy is in that place so i am speaking to the masses when i say this that Service businesses. I mean, I, I part, part of I mean, your audience would have known because because it's kind of not on my bio anymore. But um, two years ago, I brought a boiler servicing business. And the reason yeah. why, because I didn't want to be one of these people that kind of if you can't do teach. Um, and so because I am teaching lead generation tactics, um, I, I wanted to say, right, I'll, I'll buy a normal kind of salt of the earth business, a, a, a boiler servicing business, service uh, gas boilers, and uh, I'll just scale it. And um, I sold it. So we, we took it from from a small business and grew it up to servicing a, um, over 100 boilers uh, a month and sort of breakdowns and stuff from that. And then I eventually sold it at the end of last year. And that was a fantastic business. And the reason why it worked is that because we've got the scalability engine in, involved, we were able to then get the funnels and we spent money on Google ads. We were able to get the conversions with people booked online, which they hadn't done before. And the orders went into the engineers and they went off and did it because we built that automatic, you know, um, ads campaign into online orders into automatic jobs going into diaries all we could do then is just spend more money and the jobs came out and the thing just scaled and then we stepped back and then the new owners are just cracking on with that new system and i just kind of ticked that box and moved away from it it's fantastic the the only the only problem then is recruitment um and so then you just need to then put another funnel in place for recruitment um and that's what your audience should be thinking about if they are the bottleneck in their business, you need to kind of get outside that and just think about how can you get unlimited amount of sales, be it an online course or, you know, like you, you're putting your academy together, um, something along those lines that you can get lots and lots of sales, get lots of people into your audience. And then from there, you can then upsell people into your 
core product range and that core product range could be the high ticket items that you want to go and sell which is the stuff that kind of makes the money for you um, and that if you get that flow right so something that's, that's information that you go out there for free into some sort of um, taster product or cheaper product into then your core product that will give you a nice flow of inquiries and a flow of people coming through your ecosystem so it just means that then you could spend 100k on ads if you wanted to because you would be able to then service that amount of clients so you've talked a lot about lead gen it's because i love it <laughs> so <laughs> so come on then take it take us through this process for all the guys that are listening and they're thinking okay we we could we could do this you know because people are looking for inspiration right now they're looking for someone to give them some a level of motivation to action it what would <laughs> they do what should they do well I, I think at the moment so so I, you you and i were talking and obviously we've got this um awful situation where we we kind of are all being trapped inside bores indoors it's, it's kind of what i call the stay at home economy which is where yeah. we are and so people have got time as i said to be educated so you want to, to start to push out as much marketing as possible so i think one of the first things you need to think about every business needs to think about is to develop a lead gen habit or a marketing a marketing habit. We, we like to call it the lead gen habit um, and that's an arrow day every day to be able to develop your lead generation funnels etc um, and so for me I do that between seven and eight because it's nice and early and I, I'm really good early I like that I like to get it done um, fast other people might do it late at night whatever it might be but just consistently an hour a day to develop a funnel to develop your marketing then from that um, you know the, the system that we talk about is you've got to think about finding your target audience who are you going to target so you need to know really the demographic of that where are they based what industry sectors are in what job roles they are what kind of media do they find interesting in all of this stuff can be targeted through ad platforms such as google ads or facebook ads but know who it is i always talk about my colin and uh, colin is a, a a client of mine that um that most of my clients have been shaped to look um, or I've gone out to find people that look like Colin because Colin's been a perfect client. He is a, he's a tech founder. Um, he's grown a big business. He's in the right area. He uh, enjoys the digital stuff, but he's happy to outsource things. He's my perfect target audience. So other people that I meet that are like him, I know they're in that target audience. So you need to find your Colin. Once you know who your Colin is, you need to then start to create content that the Colin is very interested in reading, some free stuff out there that he's going to be interested in, he or she or whoever your Colin is. Um, and then that, I would argue, you should try and put behind some sort of form on a landing page. So you call that info swap, i.e. you're going to swap your bit of information, be that a ebook or a mini course for free or a checklist or a 10 you know a, 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 some sort of sort of book or something for that in exchange for their info so their name email address and phone number so you you do that online exchange name address and phone number in exchange for that once you do that the best thing that people forget is the thank you page because the thank you page takes next person one more step on the ladder so the thank you page of a landing page usually says thank you for downloading our ebook we've emailed it to you Everybody makes the mistake of not maximizing that thank you page. So yep. someone has just downloaded your info swap, they've gone to the thank you page, and on that thank you page, you should put the link for it. Download here now. Then underneath that, you say, wait, there's more. And you then start talking about the next step on your product ladder. So that might be a small, inexpensive product that converts them from free 
into a customer that spent some money. So it could be a copy of your book. It could be a, um, for us, it's our 30 leads in 30 days challenge, which is a very inexpensive product, um, but it just helps them build a lead generation funnel over 30 days. And it's something that we'll talk about, I'm sure, later. But it's just yep. something small that they can swap in exchange for um, just a small payment, um, some, some value, a digital product, like your academy, maybe. I'm not sure. So something like that. So then yep. once they hit that thank you page, they then pay and go, oh, great, okay, that's interesting. But they may not want to do that straight away. They may go back to the info swap. So then you do an email train of about four to five emails afterwards that says, here's, you, you send them back to that thank you page and say, here's the link back to the thank you page so you can download your info swap. You don't put it on the attachment or follow-up email. The second email, you say, just a reminder that the thing that you downloaded, the info swap, is on this thank you page. So you constantly driving them back to that thank you page that's seeding in the next step on the ladder. The third bit, then now you can start talking about the next step on the ladder. Oh, could you come to our CR 30 Leads and 30 Days Challenge? Or could you come along to you know sign up for our academy now? And you do that for the next couple of emails. So you sell them the next step on the ladder. They then buy that step on the ladder. And then once they start consuming, say, your academy or my 30 Leads and 30 Days Challenge, you give them a great experience. You help them to go and solve the pain that they've got. And then after you've really helped to maximize your credibility, you can then upsell them to your core product. Be that for me, my lead gen inner circle, which is mastermind group. Um, for you, it could be, you know, whatever. So done for you product. I don't know um, how your how your products actually go for there. But that tends to be the way it's kind of that do it yourself info swap. Do it with you like a little mini course. Do it for you, which could be like a done for you product. That is the way that you run a marketing campaign. So once you've got that, they will kind of self-buy and work their way up each one of those from thank you page to thank you page, from product to product to product. So you then just pile it through for the Facebook ads at that demographic. So you can pull Facebook ads, Google ads, organic traffic. You can then go get an email database and out. You can go do, um, you know, you can go promote stuff on um, other to other people's audiences, all that sort of stuff. You just work a big communication strategy and all you're doing is not trying to sell your product you're just trying to sell your free thing which is the info swap and then backing that your marketing is good to push them through your product ecosystem instead of trying to sell them your core product which is like whoa you're trying we just met and you're trying to sell me something that's thousands of pounds like yeah. don't ask don't ask Ask the girl to marry you on the first date. You've got to swipe left a few times before you do. So you kind of, <laughs> you, you got, you've got to, you know, you've got to flirt a bit. You've got to go out for drinks. You go for dinner. You start to date a bit. Don't try and ask someone to marry you with the first time you meet them. Nobody wants to buy thousands of pounds worth of product within minutes of seeing you. So that's how you do it. Yep, you're only going to get coronavirus on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that, should I? But hey, it's my podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense to me. So um, I, mean, I appreciate we're going to share with the audience in a little while um, your your lead gen uh, product, which is, you know, you've got a great offer for people. And I'm more than happy for you to share that because I think one, people need it, even if they don't do a lot with it, if they actually just take the knowledge from it right now, I think will be completely invaluable um but it's something that i'm going to be looking at after this podcast with you but i want to take you right back to the start um richard with regards to the lead gen habit you reference one hour a day can you tell us a bit more about that well the reason why um we call it a habit is that science 
as um, there's there's a great thing in in the Harvard Review about a big science project that was done about how long it um, took to develop a habit, um, and that could be anything from a bad habit such as smoking or you know drinking or whatever it might be, uh, all the way through to good habits like you know going out to the gym or going you know um, getting up early and. Um, the review was that on average, a human being takes 66 days to lock a habit in. So instead of just doing something, it becomes habit, it becomes rhythm. You get into a flow of doing something. So you can reverse engineer that and think, well, actually, if I set myself up for success, success looks like doing certain things every day. So that might be um, I need to make some sales calls or I might need to do some of my, you know, not have a morning meeting with my team every single day so it kind of develops this habit into rhythm we think that one of the most vital things for all business owners to do is to develop a lead gen habit to develop a marketing habit in your business and if you're putting out content each day if you're putting out if you're building out bits of a funnel or you're building out um, a email marketing campaign or whatever it is within that hour every single day you can get so much done so much done you think about that in a working month that's 20 hours worth of marketing time actually put together and that's an hour a day so for me i say to a lot of um the small business market which is tends to be the people i talk to is that we'll be so rushing around the place and as soon as you get into the office the phone goes the drama happens and boom you're, you're you're distracted so i say if you can lock in this habit between sort of you know for me it's between seven and eight I've, sometimes i've actually done it even earlier six and seven um you can get stuff done and then you feel like you've got success on your marketing for that hour a day so that's why i developed this 30 leads in 30 days habit um 30 leads in 30 days challenge is it gives you a hour's worth of content to do every single day um over a 20-day month uh, and for you 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 may um, also kind of suggest to people that they should be thinking about their social media and being yeah. able to create assets around that. I mean, what, what would you advise your customers to do within that hour a day? So for me, because um, I was actually going to ask you exactly the same question, is what would you exactly do? What I'm exactly doing is um, I, I have an audience. So I have a private Facebook community and I'm in there serving them. I'm also building, um, I'm putting my hour a day is in different places at the moment because I'm trying and testing new things. So last Sunday I launched um, literally me showing up and providing value. And I had a conversation with a um, a sales guru, a chap called um, Spencer Lodge. Now Spencer is a multimillionaire over in Dubai, um, British guy. Um, and he was a keynote speaker at a conference um, I was at a couple of weeks ago, um, EMC 2020. The the owner actually he was on the podcast episode five. And um and I had a conversation with Spencer and he's actually coming on the podcast and it was all around what he does. He builds brand. He's an amazing salesman. He's not worried about the sale. He's more worried about the value he can give to people and to help them learn um, to the point where I was like, do you know what? He, the, the stuff he was sharing is, stuff, is two things that I've implemented straight away from the back of that conference. That was um, on a Sunday night now for an hour, I show up live to my audience and I give them value on one specific subject. And last week was awareness because without awareness, no one's going to buy your stuff. It's, it's like that Tinder date again. You need to build awareness. You need to the whole cliche around no like and trust. If people don't know who you are, like you and trust you, they're never going to buy from you. So that's where the free product product comes in that you talked about. That's where your content comes in. And the best place we've got right now where the attention is is social media. I know I did a piece the other night where people 
uh, I was I was challenging people because they're on about we need to be socially isolating and di- or socially distancing. And I'm saying, no, you don't. You absolutely 100 percent do not need to be doing that right now. What you need to be doing in this coronavirus phase of life is you need to be physically distancing yourself. You still need to be social. Otherwise, mental health is going to rise. Depression is going to kick in. Um, businesses are going to crush and crumble. Social right now, we have the best tool in our, in our hands and pockets. It's our mobile phone. And we don't need to go out and buy a load of stuff and cameras and lights. You know, I waited for a year and a half to do my start vlogging because I was worried about the backdrop. It was only a black curtain, you know, and it was like, I've got a mobile phone. I like to walk and talk. You know, your reference about me running around you know, earlier. I do. I like that because it that's when I'm creative. When I'm moving, I'm not having to think. I'm not in my own head and it just flows. So for me, it's building brand, making content that you can uh, that the audience can learn something from you know we're in an education age um tony robbins is smashing it at the moment with um, dean Grazioski and all the the information products and i think right now if you've got an audience of 5 10 50 100 people serve them help them and give them some conf- um, content that they're going to learn something from for me that's where you're going to build brand and then it's going to open the door to downloading the free product and then bringing them into your funnel and not because you have something to sell because you have someone to serve yeah exactly exactly no i i, I love that and and what what i like about what you're saying there is, is it's all about that kind of community and and talking to people and and giving them the advice you know to show them um how how you that you're here to help to here to give them guidance um at this time is is so vital and uh, i agree one one thing that I'd kind of add to that is that think about creating communities now one of the big things that Facebook's kind of mantra is around groups and you'll see on the Facebook app the middle button at the bottom is the groups button and it's a new button that came about about six months ago and it's front and center of their strategy it's all about community you can see with the Instagram channels etc it's all very much look at me look at me look at me whereas um, Facebook's now more community and help and guidance and, and that's where it's shifting into so they're very clear two very clear um, prongs of attack now um, I'm not saying that Instagram isn't a bad platform it's just um, a lot of people are taking photos of themselves in front of somebody else's flash Ferrari um, and then pretending <laughs> or, you damn you busted <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, and then they've got someone else's quote over it. So it's them in front of someone else's car with someone else's quote. And that's supposed to show that they're an amazing business owner. Whereas actually, if you want to show that you're amazing, uh, not necessarily amazing business owner, you're amazing helper, guide for the thing that you're going to help your customers solve um, create a community and engage with that community and grow that community be it a Facebook group where you bring people into and start to talk to or even if you're more LinkedIn LinkedIn have got groups and and LinkedIn will cotton on to the success that Facebook's having on groups at the moment and it will start to give more prominence to that um, and this is a great time to do that at the moment you know I'm working with a lot of my clients at the moment and the strategy that we've got is for them to start to set up um, a crisis contingency planning group for their industry sector. So for example, one of my clients targets um, uh, retirement villages. So she's set up the retirement village crisis contingency planning group on LinkedIn. And she's filling that all with other retirement village owners and professionals that are all searching for what do they do about restricting people coming into their retirement village? How do they get their staff? What do they do with staff sick days? Or if there's a member of staff that has a child that's got corona, you know, how what do you do with restrictions? All of these huge questions that are very 
specific to the industry sector are being asked within this group and of course she is then hosting weekly zooms with all these audience to be able to see and then she she doesn't have the biggest amount of knowledge in this industry sector because she's just coming from one angle but she is able to be a chair of a zoom meeting to chair that meeting and ask the questions to get the other thought leaders to, to talk and discuss so when it comes out the back of this the post crisis she's going to change the name of it this is the strategy change the name of it to post crisis growth group and then she starts to talk to about those people about how they can then start to grow after this and then afterwards then she will have a just a retirement village group and now that community that she's gone from crisis into post crisis growth into now just the group she's the owner of that group and she is the person that's been helping them all the way guiding them all the way giving them value as you've said um and then before you know it it's easy for her to then siphon deals out the back of that and talk talk to people about assisting you know on a commercial terms with people because she's been there at the darkest days and she's always there and that if anybody takes anything on this interview that's a bit of gold dust it's a strategy that we're implementing for some of our top clients at the moment and it's going to be um, a very very successful strategy and that's I, I was literally about to say that if if no one takes any anyone takes anything from this that for me was like the epiphany moment that was that was light bulb gold nugget dust stuff. I'm dropping the teacup right now. <laughs> so how does business look for you, my friend? How does business look? How's how's business looking for you right, right now? Do you know what? It, it's um, do, do you know what? It, it's like um, all these things. I, I you know totally transparent. We I have never believed in contracts, minimum terms, or anything along those for me, There is no contract, there's no minimum terms, you can stop working with me anytime. If you don't want to work with me, that's cool, we just part ways. Um, so that's been great for me because it's, it's just how the way I roll. I'm not gonna take anybody to court if they don't pay me money. I mean, that's just not who I am. So that's what I've always set up. So what it means is that I have now all my inner circle clients um, and um, I only have 48 people in my inner circle. I have six groups of eight people um, that I work with and uh, it means that they are all there paying decent amounts of money to be part of a mastermind that, that met physically but now work, meets virtually. Um, and it means that you know people can review that cost and counsel. So so I, um, I have a business that is kind of built upon relationships um, and it's, it's built on a bit of sand if you think that way. What's been really lovely is the messages and the people that, that, that listen to strategies like you've just heard that I'm trying to work with people and again this is the most important investment that they're making at this time because it's really putting them in great shape to be able to grow. So I'm I have to be honest, I was very concerned for my business at the start of this, but as I speak to all my clients, um, it's amazing how relationships and um, the amount of help that you can give to people, like you've been suggesting beforehand, that guidance and that adding value pays dividends when the chips start to go down because they can cut the cost and they're not. They're actually saying it's one of the most important things. So it's been really humbling and amazing. And I thank anybody that's part of that inner circle that's listened to this for for the support. And uh, I hope that I continue to add value to them um, as this develops. 
I love it. I absolutely love it. And I wanted to ask that question. I appreciate you. It might have been putting you on the spot. There was no intention of me giving you a low baller, but it was the fact that I've seen what you're doing. I'm looking at the content you're putting out. You know, I'm seeing the new videos and things like that. And I'm like, do you know what? I I, I genuinely and honestly believe it's, I suppose it's part of my heart brand is that there is no big issue because you're being completely unapologetically you. You're delivering value. Because um, if not, I wouldn't have you on the podcast. It's just as simple as that because you wouldn't fit the values of the people that are listening to this um so i'm i'm really grateful that you were completely honest then so we talked about your lead gen product and i you know everyone will know that i don't bring people on here to sell their stuff and i don't bring people into the community to sell their stuff but i genuinely have to have you know you've sent me a link over i had a look at it you know you've done a great offer for the people of the, the tea with Steve community and the podcast and what have you so i'd love to hear more about that from you please yeah so um so so what what it comes back to that um you know develop a lead gen habit and the, the thing is the next thing that people ask you well what exactly should i do um, and so the 30 leads in 30 days challenge um, basically sets out a lead generation funnel that is guaranteed to get you 30 leads in 30 days, even in this difficult time, or it's a money back guarantee. Now, we um, sold this, at, you know, for, um, you know, hundreds of pounds um, before. And when this Corona thing came in, I dropped it to help as many people as possible because it's that stay at home. You can do a bit of marketing every single day. And this challenge tells you exactly step by step with videos and downloads and workbooks, etc., to be able to do it. And I'll come into some of the content in a second. For your audience, I've dropped that even further to 20, something like £22.50, basically 50% again, because I just want to help as many people as possible. You have have to pay a little bit because then you've got a little bit of skin in the game that's the only reason that there's a cost exactly exactly because i just want people to do it that's more important than the money that you do it think about what a lead would be for you you know a, a new client would be thousands of pounds so it's a small investment but what it does it tells you it helps you to find out who your audience is it then helps you it then gives you a, a um a um a template a word document that you download and you start to write out your landing page copy. So you write out the actual copy for the landing page for your info swap. It will then give you ideas on what that info shop should be. It will then show you step by step how to use a landing page builder to build an actual landing page and then put that copy onto that landing page. It will show you how to easily use your mobile phone and create a video for that landing page. So no high tech. You don't have to worry about your curve for a year um, to be able to create that <laughs> it will then tell you about the thank you page and how to write that, that thank you page you know that all important thank you page we we're talking about earlier and it'll show you how to do that it then shows you how to build step-by-step -step a Facebook ad that is so simple to be able to do a step-by-step -step Facebook ad and turn that Facebook ad on so you start getting traffic and therefore conversions of your info swap on that landing page so that's where the 30 leads start to come from but we go beyond that we give you a four-step cold email sequence that you just change that template and send out to your current database to drive them into that info swap so it's literally like almost just kind of copy paste and go and that will get you some more leads to that info swap we then also help you to do organic social media posts we also then help you to run um small little facebook lives and stuff to be able to push people into it so that will get you your 30 leads but we go beyond that we actually then want people to upsell stuff into your, into your sort of taste of product your small products we help you to do that and then we then help you to build the final parts of your business which is then selling your core product so it goes beyond just the 30 leads it then helps people to actually then make sales off the back of it um, a couple of highlights we had steph who was a uh, happiness 
person, a happiness coach when she first came into it. We, we helped her to really refine her offering um, in the first couple of days. So she, she became a divorce coach because that's who our target market was. She was helping women that would just be divorced and um, come through divorce. She got over 500 leads in 30 days on this course. It was unbelievable. Wow. And we had Lydia, Lydia who was a... Um, a jeweler so she's not even doing lead generation she was selling products straight off the back of it she got a 6k sale of a of a piece of jewelry off that in the first 30 days so she was thinking there were so many other examples of that of people getting hundreds of inquiries instead of just the 30 inquiries but remember if you don't get the 30 inquiries and you do all the stuff it's just money back guarantee it's not about that we've got a facebook group that you can go in and ask questions and there's more information in there and i go live as a zoom every monday that your the, the members join on that zoom and ask me direct questions within that hour every single monday of how they their things going they upload some of their work they show me bits so it's almost like guided as well it's, it's so much value and then we've got a load of other bonuses on there and templates and mate honestly it's 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 as cheap as chips and it's crazy it, it people just jump on it they, they'll get so much value and they've got time to do it now so just yeah as, as far as wide as possible people should get involved in this I think that's absolutely right, you know, and after I had a good look around it and I was like, you know what, this this fits with one that what people need right now. Um, I think it would be a great piece. It's a great ad advantage to the Heartbrand Academy guys and the guys on, on, in TWST. Um, so that's why I want to have a conversation about it. You know, it's not about selling anything or making anyone money. It's about, OK, what is there out there that is great for the audience to help them right now? So I'm really, really grateful. So I've got the link that I can share in the show notes with people and send it to people directly who want that. Um, I'm, so I'm, my shout out to everybody who's listening right now is if you want this information, just send me a direct message at Mr. Steve Thompson on all of my social and I will get that personally sent to you. So what are your, your, your key things right now, Richard, with regards to sort of economy, finance, business, I, I want what are the other than the of the lead gen campaign what we talked about what are the action tips you would say right just go and do if nothing else right now go and do i think one of the most important things is to remember that um everybody at this time kind of talks about kind of cutting costs and dropping prices and all the rest of it and um unless you're doing something like like the uh, um, you know my, my kind of 30 leads where it's almost like a it's a gift type product where you want yeah. to get as many people as possible um, when you're talking about your core products keep remember you're you're you're, you're probably pricing at a, a decent space at the moment you don't need to worry about it there'll be companies out there pricing far higher than you on lots and lots of things so, so do not worry about dropping your pricing during this time it's not something that you should concern yourself with and also do a little bit of cost cutting. Everybody needs to trim a bit of software that they've kind of got subscriptions for, have you? But you will spend too much time agonizing over stuff where you're already pretty lean anyway, and you don't need to worry about too much cost cutting at this time. I would just focus on growth and building the assets and helping as many people as possible because you win a few of those clients and at your current pricing, um, then that will make all the difference. And people are still buying. Trust me, people are looking for help and guidance and they're willing to pay for it. The economy, you've got to remember, is um, it was absolutely steaming. It was not due recession. It was it was a lot of people say, oh, well, it was ten, about 10 years since the last one. It, it was there was no financial trigger for this. 
this was a recession brought about by completely outside obscure kind of what they would call in the assurance industry act of god um kind of scenario and um that kind of corona thing was the 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 the, it was just took us all by surprise. And so therefore, the pent up growth and ambition in the economy is still there. So when this thing comes back out, you're going to see a real sharp increase in growth and increase in investment, and increase in confidence, because it was only it's only been brought about by the Corona. So when the Corona has gone, the confidence is back in the market. It's not like the 2008 recession. It's not going to have the same issue. 2008 recession had a double dip, which was basically up and then dip and then up. Um, and that double dip, I don't think will happen. I think it'll be a straight down, straight up recovery. And we've got to be ready because when it goes, it will bolt like a like a like a bull at some sort of weird like Spanish thing that they should make illegal. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the, the that's the point. Like. It will go. So if you're not ready, it's going to go without you. You know, it's like surfing the wave. If you're not ready for it, the wave goes. You know, you you miss that ride. Um, so be ready now because it's not going to be too far away. You know, as, as date of, of recording, Boris Johnson's talking about that in a couple of, um, you know, in a sort of three to four weeks, he's thinking that they're going to start to see people come out of isolation. They're testing people now to see if they got it or not. And if they have had it and they're immune, then it's business as usual for that person. They are no longer spreading um, or a dangerous society. So you'll have a weird mix of people that are allowed to work and people that are still in isolation. So just get ready for that you might still be in isolation there'll be lots and lots of people working so you can still be pushing out this content and these digital products etc so start now think about this as for want of a better word it's not a gift is this that's a horrendous way to think about it but think about it as a even even the word opportunity isn't right but just think about it as a, a period of time you've been given to get your shit ready for growth so don't sit around watching the bbc news or t getting involved in hearsay Get ready because it's going to happen. Get your head down and get your shit done. Exactly. So we, I'm, I'm just sort of wrapping the podcast up, my friend. Uh, we mentioned very, very, I literally, I think I mentioned it in one word. You're an author. So tell us about your books and where can people find more about you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, the first book, Digital Trailblazer, essentially was my business plan for The Apprentice. Um, it is it is the, the, the kind of my my um, staple that I'd give to people. It basically tells people about climbing business growth mountain um, and how they would do that. And it's all about planning and then selling more to existing customers, finding new customers, raising your profile and then um, and then giving giving a motivational speech to be able to kind of continue. Something. I think that what, what the, the analogy of that book is that everybody's sets a plan a 12-month growth plan um and the problem is they get um they never quite hit it and we all come up against what's called hillary shelf um which is this bit on everest where everybody died or um turned back from when they were trying to scale everest and the first person to get over it was edmund hillary and he was this tall rangy kind of new zealander and the second person was tanzan norgay his sherpa that went with him now as a sherpa you'd never be able to get over your hillary shelf because um, he was too small. So Hillary got him, you know, Norgate got Hillary to the shelf. Hillary helped Norgate over the shelf and together they finished the summit Everest. And it's a lovely analogy and I love it. And it's core for this book that you have to have the guidance and the team and 
Um, you might be the best climber in the world, but you need a guide and you might be the best guide in the world, but you need a climber and you do these things together. And it's, it's a wonderful kind of analogy. And, and that kind of is the crescendo of Digital Trailblazer, the book. And so that's a nice book if you're trying to grow and use sales and marketing to help you do that. Um, and the second book was um, launched a couple of years ago called Brexitpreneur. I heard the story about it, but there's a bug going around at the moment. It was important till we all got ill. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I, I got, you know, when the Brexit thing happened, I was a Remainer and, um, you know, it, it, it kind of the vote happened. And I, my, my thesis is there's no point crying over spilt milk. So um, I got really fascinated on how you can win from Brexit. So it's called Brexitpreneurship, how to win from Brexit. And it tells people how to kind of conquer this this issue that's happening, the economic uncertainty and everything. And strange talking about it now because this is the first interview I've done um, discussing that book with the current coronavirus. And it just feels almost insignificant compared to what we're dealing with maybe i need to do a book called coronapreneurship um, oh, but i don't put uh, a tagline saying how to win from corona is going to be very <laughs> empathetic <laughs> yeah it could i don't know which way that's going to go <laughs> badly i think yeah badly. i don't think even as a marketing man i don't think i could pull that one off <laughs> so what what else are you reading at the moment oh lovely question um so really um interesting so uh, in fact i'm looking at it now um it's it's like a bible of a book and it's by tim ferris who i love from the four hour work week um but he put this this fantastic book together called tribe of mentors tribe of mentors which i think published in 2018 19 um and uh, the the lovely the reason why i'm reading that and it's been on my bookshelf for a while is that it's he asked some really key questions to lots and lots of mentors, be there, you know, people from Tony Robbins to, you know, um, you know, to um, to like really kind of great scientists and um, amazing entrepreneurs and all these sort of high people. And those questions, some of them about what's the biggest problem you've had and how have you overcome adversity? And so I'm really deep diving on what people's advice was in the past about how they've overcome certain bits of diversity, be that injuries if they're high sportsmen or the last recession. Um, and one of them about Elon Musk and how he was kind of dealing with adversity, etc. around it. And so um, it's given me some lovely insights on the kind of advice other mentors have given in the past about how to over overcome adversity. And it's really helped me to kind of inform my thinking and my advice giving to my audience. Do you know what? I'm really pleased that you said you like that question because I want to make it very clear to a lot of people that we don't have to spend all our times on our phone, in our laptop, on, on our computer or anything like that. We, you know, we're still at an age where there's a lot of value in a book and there's some amazing ones being written. Oh, and a physical book. I want to hold yeah. it. I want to. I write it all over it. I underline things. I go back to my book. I never loan anybody any of my books because I have all my notes in there. So I go back to a book. And where my thinking was shaped at the time based upon that bit of content, I'll take out the bookshelf, I'll look at the back cover and it will be all of my notes. And it's a wonderful thing. And I'd be if, if my house and was ever went up on fire, other than getting my family and kids and all the rest of it out of the house, the next thing would be my bookshelf. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I've got books. I mean, someone said to me the other day, would you, you know, can I send you a copy of my book? I said, you can send me a copy. So I might not read it just yet. I said, because I've got about 50 in in a line ready to go i've got my, my i've got two bookshelves 
um, and then the rest of the office is just overflowing. <laughs> so yeah. for for me, there's so much. It's almost like mindfulness. You can get into your book and then you start to feel it. You start to experience it. You have thoughts from it. Ideas come in. You write in the margin. You get your post-it notes. You start tabbing pages. It's it's a great experience. I, I, you know, throw a Kindle in the bin as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I, I actually did. I, I chucked my Kindle away the other day. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. High five to that, my man. No, I, I did. I, I just, I've used it a couple of times and I was like, it's just, and it was one, I got them when they first came out. I was like looking at gang, this is not resellable, you know, so just recycled it, just gone, you know, like I, they're just not, you know, it just, it just doesn't appeal to me. Well, from where can everybody, um, connect with you because i think that's really really important i think you've got some great information to share with people obviously you mentioned your facebook groups so where on social can people connect with you i i would love everybody to jump into the facebook group get more leads um and you if you just type in get more leads in facebook you'll you'll find it it will be one that that i'm in there um, if you find me personally as well you, you you're more than welcome to um be you know to to send a friend request um and the get more leads is where I'm currently giving advice about the Corona um, and the shape, you know, every day I'll put a new post in there about um, how to kind of work towards um, helping and uh, assisting with, with the Corona and how you can, um, you know, get through it as a business owner. That's the place. So the get more leads Facebook group. Awesome. And what's for you next, Richard? Um, nice. Yeah. Um, I have a software um, that's been in the back of my mind for a long time and I'm currently recruiting full stack developers and my 100k from the government is going to be spent um, the loan on getting my software company off the ground and the some of the biggest companies in the world have been bought out of recession you know Netflix instead of buster happened in the last one and uh, you know all of these huge companies have um, launched out the back of it and i've had a software business that i've been sitting on for too long now that has been scratching at away at me and um now is the time my friends so uh, the government is going to fund my uh, next greatest challenge fantastic my friend it's been an absolute pleasure i've enjoyed this so so much i'm really grateful for your time and attention likewise thank you so much and thank you all to your audience you know go and get through this thing guys go out there and lead gen your way out of this crisis so my friends i don't know about you but my head is absolutely blown richard's interview was absolutely fantastic he shared about you know his history how he got into the apprentice um some uh, mind-blowing gems his book about how he built his own blueprint to get himself onto the apprentice i think that is a real key takeaway and you know what i really really loved was the karate kid analogy you know we all need a karate kid we need to review who that is and what that is we need in our lives a mr miyagi absolutely and it's just for me, it was the story piece. It was what you can you can take away right now. We, it's a challenging time, let's be fair. And, you know, Richard talked about timestamping today. You know, it's the 20th of March. This episode is being released in two to three days' time. And things, will they have changed anything? I don't know. But what's going to happen is there's lots from this podcast you can literally review and you can implement. 
what I think is beautiful is Richard has literally drilled down and discounted his 30 leads in 30 days challenge it's £22 there's a link in the show notes if not you can get me at Mr. Steve Thompson and you can get a copy of that and get access to it join me on it I'm going to be on it I think there's tons of value there and what I like is Richard's all heart brand he's reduced it down he's covered his costs very much like I have with the heart brand academy so we can go out there and help people and serve people what is it you need help with i'd love to know please find me hit me up take a screenshot whatever you need to do and then at mr steve thompson on all the social channels now get back into the podcast straight to the beginning review make your notes do whatever you need to do and then come and let me know on social what it is you have implemented what was that one nugget that one gem that's going to make an impact in your life right now today take action my friends and i'll see you in tea with steve facebook group So my friends, remember to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories and your tweets at Mr. Steve Thompson. And don't forget to use the hashtag TeaWithSteve. Also, let me know where you're tuning in from. We want to know how far across this planet we are impacting a billion lives. And let me know how this episode has had an impact on you. If you haven't already, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave me a rating and review on iTunes because it really does help us to reach more people so we can help them build their heart brand and build the business of them. Enjoy the rest of your week. It is full of opportunities. Remember, be authentic, have an impact and continue to grow. Take care, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode.